0: Hey podcast listeners, my guest this week is professional race car driver Stefan Rudzinski. The 25-year-old from Edmonton began driving go-karts competitively at only 8 years old and has since raced everything from a Nissan Micra, which is the lowest priced car on the market, to an F1 rocket ship on wheels. This week's episode was a little bit different. Uh, We recorded live on Facebook so the pacing and the energy may seem a touch more frenetic than usual. Um, make sure to follow Stefan on Facebook to see the full-length video, and you can find his name and his page by spelling it S-T-E-F-A-N, last name R-Z-A-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this discussion with Stefan. I practice that name a lot. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Stefan was nice enough to join me here on City of Champions podcast. He's got a exciting career, um, one that's uh, had his grip since you're eight years old, right? Yeah, that's when
1: I started racing, so it's been, a, it's been a journey.
0: And we'll get into uh, sort of all that backstory, but uh, tell us about the recent trip you just got back from. Yes, yeah, so I just
1: got back from uh, Sebring, Florida, where I did the first rounds of the 2018 Ultra 94 Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge calendar. Yeah, okay, that's a mouthful. Okay, in, yeah.
0: le- in layman's terms, and just so everyone is understanding of what this kind of is about, is I know nothing about racing, yeah. so I reached out to Stefan about finding out. You know, I want to learn more about this industry, as I do in City mm-hmm. Champions podcast. I'm just curious. I want to. I'm on yeah. a one man mission to get to know everyone in Edmonton. Yeah. So I'm starting off with the people who do really cool things, and you're one of them. So, so what was that race circuit involving? So it's, uh, it's the Porsche
1: GT3 Cup, Canada. It's uh, one of the top series in Canada, I would say. Um, super competitive, you know, top-level drivers. Um, we had a race in Sebring, Florida. Uh, the rest of our season is in Canada, as the name might suggest. Okay, but so they just have the one in Florida? We had the one race where it was a crossover between the U.S. series and the Canadian series. Okay. So um, that was the first round of the season in March. Weathered a little bit better down in Florida for racing. I bet. Uh, racing Porsches. So uh, from that we did a, our first round, and then um, the next round is not till uh, May uh, at Mo- Canadian Tire Motorsports Park in just outside Toronto. Okay. So it's my rookie season, <laughs> rookie season in the series. I didn't drive the car until the practice day before the, the race day, so you know, really? kind of a trial by fire, which is, is which for the people that do know me is nothing really new. But right. uh,
0: had you driven that kind of car before though?
1: No, 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 never, no, never the Porsche. You know, I've driven. I drove one time a couple of generation previous Porsche mm-hmm. once on a on a. Well, yeah, that was it. On, like, on the track, on
0: on the track, on track. So I've okay. driven, but I didn't have much time in anything like that. So yeah. it's definitely uh, pretty new for me. Okay, so that's one question I had is how different is it driving? a car on a track versus obviously i'm not talking about like a street car but like if you ever got your hands on like a ferrari or a porsche or a lambo like in the street like what are you doing differently there i guess it's it's just a completely different world i think i think as soon as as
1: soon as you take anything to the the circuit it's you realize it's totally it's everything's backwards right yeah so uh the level of what what you're doing and your goal of, of keeping a momentum and pushing a car to the limits you just you just can't safely do on the streets in any way. Right. So so it,
0: do you have to reel like, that in a
1: at, at all? I think it's it's so different that I like it almost doesn't even like correlate for me. Okay. Like I'm 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 actually sounds boring, but it's like I'm not a guy with a lot of speeding tickets. It's like I don't know, I'm <laughs> like fairly boring on the streets. You know, it's yeah.
0: not because you can't afford to get your license taken uh, away. You don't there, have a job. There,
1: there is that. Yeah. And it's also like it's just not. It's not the same, right? right? It's
0: so different. You
1: know, it's like, you know, it's like me going to the golf course and I'm, I'm not a golfer at all and being like thinking I'm Tiger Woods. It's like there's no there, Rory McIlroy, whoever, you know, whoever's right. kind of tough. There's just no, my game, well, the game they're playing and I'm playing are not the same. Right. Fair uh, enough. It's not even
0: the same sport. So yeah, it's a very different, they're uh, pretty different thing. So rewind the clock. How do you at eight years old all of a sudden get into this? Like, is it a case of you're going to a birthday party with your buddies and you're going yeah. go-karting and you're like hey i could do this as a career or is it a family thing
1: yeah it's, it's definitely more of a family thing it was, and, then, and it was way before eight years old i think the the, the bug uh, was instilled i think mm-hmm. it was uh my earliest memories are of just of racing like like just everything i can remember is waking up and watching formula one indycar uh you know le mans Anything like that. That stuff was... You're not uh, was sponsored by Red rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Over on that street. There you go. Um, so all of that stuff, you know, it came really early. My dad loved racing. Mm-hmm. He did a little bit of um, amateur racing. He came from Poland. So he started by, you know, just getting involved in the local racing club, Northern Alberta Sports Car Club, mm-hmm. which still exists today. Um, he was wrenching on cars. He got to race a little bit and he kind of cooled a race car. And then mm-hmm. when I was born, he had a different race car. So he, he just tinkered around. He didn't race much when I was... After I was born, mm-hmm. um, but it was, you know, the race car was always in the garage, and I was always fascinated by it, right. and, you know, it was a family friend of ours who who my dad raced with in the sports car club who had a go-kart, because he has some son of racing go-karts, mm-hmm. and uh, by that point, I was already hooked, you know, my my hero was Greg Moore, he was a Canadian racing driver, um, you know, he tragically passed away, unfortunately, in
0: 1999,
1: so I was six years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was watching the race, you know, that was my hero, that was, you know, that was the guy I looked up to you know right so that didn't
0: scare you away from the sport at all probably it worked the other way the other way
1: yeah I think I was just like I don't know whether it was in his honor or what but I really um, just wanted to do it more I just Mm -hmm. loved everything about the sport and you know we didn't know we didn't know anything about it really as a family but uh, we loved it and got to go-karts and kind of
0: Lot, long process since then <laughs> yeah okay so walk us through a little bit like the Coles and notes of that so from the point in which you're watching this race is six years old yeah. assuming you've probably like been on a couple carts at this point yeah, like, yeah putzing some, uh, there,
1: I think we're, we're in the west end of Edmonton right now yeah. and I think there was a go-kart track an indoor track that was open for a very short period of time yeah. probably because they let three year old me on the track <laughs> <with> <laughs> lost my, lost. I don't think there was much safety going on but yeah. I remember my dad was the first time I got in the car it was like three years old cash into you, yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah good old days right <laughs> so yeah just you know from there it was just getting we just we're local cart racers my dreams were always like I'm a race car driver I'm a right. race car driver but you know you're just racing out in Southern Warburg mm-hmm. there's a go-kart track which has actually been revitalized the last few years yeah and um, then I went to Stratotek Park, which was a facility that was fantastic, owned by Dan Beeth, mm-hmm. out in uh, Fort Saskatchewan. Which was out the, I grew up in mm-hmm. the north side of town, so yeah. it was only fifteen minutes from home. So, grew up karting there. and up, you know, some of my first jobs working there for Dan at the kart track. Um, one of my first jobs. I just was always all in on on, on motorsports, mm-hmm. and 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 was trying to find a way. Didn't really know how, but you know, I had some good success in carts, and it was just. You know, the, the, the simplest way to put it is it's been like a lifelong obsession. You right. know, And, and uh, I love it. And then there's nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else.
0: So was it the infatuation with the vehicles themselves? Was it the competition side of it? Or was it a little bit of both?
1: I think a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, perf- like raising high performance cars. Guys love whatever. cars, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, but, and I think when I was young, it was like, oh, like you like, looked up to the cars and mm-hmm. it was so you were so thrilled by it it was such a like a you know the sound the speed everything was amazing and then but but it was definitely the competition i think like naturally i'm like super competitive yeah um so i think that side of it really drew me a lot to the sport and and the the more i'm in it now um the more that side that sides will keep me keeps me going like the, right. the you don't want to like I love beautiful cars and I love you know fantastic machinery, mm-hmm. but you know fighting with the guys around you for the top spot—that's to me that's everything. Like, right. You know it doesn't matter what we're racing. So I raced these some micros for three years, mm-hmm. and you know not the fastest car, you know cheapest LSRP car. <laughs> I was on gonna the ask you about
0: that. Okay, that's like um, Top Gear's reasonably priced. Yeah, car exactly. Segment. So what's the what's the theory behind that circuit where you race like the lowest priced car on the market? No, it was
1: it was um, it was cost effective for a lot of people so a lot of like a lot of talent could find a way to race Mm -hmm. without you know the budgets that cost you know a lot of things cost a lot more money to try and get even in the door so um it promoted a good healthy competition very close racing Mm -hmm. and because everyone has the same equipment super tight right and and it just became yeah some super hard series to win races in so um you know some of the best and most proud ones i've got are like i remember winning that race and it was like Took a lot out of me, like, mentally, because that was right. so hard. So, I mean, some people laugh and say, oh, well, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the Porsches maybe I'm even racing this year. Right. But, you know, full respect to, like, all those guys in the Nissan Micah Cup. And and, and, and anywhere. like, there's good guys everywhere you go. I think you realize that.
0: Yeah. You know, as you get into the sport. So, does it, Is it almost, like, as... Exciting because it's still so close, right? Like, it's, yeah. Do you have more with the slower cars? Say, do you have more margin of error? Is it the same as?
1: But potentially a little bit more. Yes and no, because yeah. sometimes you make an error in one of those races, and if there's five cars stacked up behind you, you make one little error, and five cars go by you, and you went from first to sixth. Right. Uh, whereas maybe in actually in some of the faster cars, usually it's there's not that close because mm-hmm. just the way the races go, machinery gets spread out. You know, drivers kind of separated a little bit. Whether it's equipment, whether it's drivers, mm-hmm. it just doesn't stay as tight. So it's a bit different. It's just different, you right. know. Each each formula and category in motorsports mm-hmm. is different. So so I guess that's you know you know that's why I'm chatting with you. It's the sport is so vast in a lot of ways, right. you know.
0: Everyone just thinks race car driving, but there's yeah. just like a million and one different ways to do that, right? Right, which is which is good and bad, you know. Yeah. As someone who's like trying to make it in the sport, and you know,
1: I'm you know would love to compete for like a world championship one day. Would love to, you know. Go beyond just you know the Canadian North American scene. One day it would be it be a dream of mine. Um, but I grew up with like road racing, and there's also you know oval track racing, which I did a little bit of. Right. There's drag racing, which I've never done. Right. There's also you know, they're all racing, but yeah. they're all their own kind of different sports within it. Right.
0: So yeah, it's all like their own discipline. It's like martial arts would be like race car driving, and then yeah. there's judo, there's muay thai, there's yeah. there's jiu jitsu. Yeah. Okay. And and so, so, the so,
1: most, so the most, the most popular, in, in my opinion, are obviously like Formula One is, mm-hmm. is the biggest in the world. Um, IndyCar was is fairly popular in North America. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is probably like the most notorious North American motorsport. Right. right? culture and culture wise and everything so um, there's all sorts of different things and I guess the road racing the Formula One IndyCar sports car racing which is what I'm doing now mm-hmm. um, you know road racing turning left and right braking accelerating that's the stuff that you know that was what I always grew up with and loved so right. so that's kind of the path I've been on and mm-hmm. that I, I want to stick to mm-hmm. um, and see where, you know, where that goes
0: so do you remember your first competitive race you know
1: I I, I don't I, I don't really remember my first competitive was Eight. you're <laughs> so, so you know, young,
0: I, you don't remember. It was just first like race. it was just you
1: know I was having fun and yeah. I'm, but it was I, I, my first year was rough. Okay. Like, I remember we we you had hit a,
0: the tires on the outside too many times. We had
1: we had more of this like we had, we had a go kart we had borrowed so it okay. wasn't probably the best but we didn't know any better and we're just doing the best and but I remember this all I remember in the first year was the track was so bumpy yeah and it was so rough that I like you know my you know I grew up in like a pretty traditional like Eastern European family like mm-hmm. we're going to practice like we're going to practice I'm like you're gonna do we're gonna do 20 laps you're gonna go drive 20 laps like right. there's no like I remember coming up just just sounds bad I make my dad's dad sound bad it's like come on bruised
0: up like <laughs> you know when the go eight years old like hey man that's the price you gotta pay if you want to play right? yeah
1: the go-kart was you know beat you up on the track like that so it was uh I it was like I loved it, but it was like it was like, it was it was, There was definitely moments where I'm like, did I really love this? And you right. uh, I remember? I, like, I learned like lessons in my first year working. My dad doesn't remember it at all, but one of my, you know, one of my lessons that I still take today is at at eight. I remember, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really allowed like video games at home mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So, but my buddy next door let me like a Game Boy Color with Pokemon, and I was like. Alright. Yeah. And I lost you know, it was a Saturday night and racing on Sunday, but you know, I lost track of time and I'm playing it in, in bed. Oh, I'm no. supposed to be I'm supposed to be sleeping. Dad walks in and I'm like, <laughs> What are you doing? I It's like, Oh, nothing And so he said like No racing tomorrow, we're not going. Really? And and we didn't go. Like like he wasn't wasn't someone who would like back down from that. So <laughs> That taught um, you, I bet. Yeah. 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 But it was also probably like an early gut check of like, Do you really want to do this? Yeah. And and I and I hated not racing, so so it was it sounds silly, but, you know, at eight years old, that's, like, a pretty traumatic <laughs> hey, That's an important life lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: that's teaching you the fundamentals of, hey, if you want to do this, yeah. there's X, Y, and Z you have to do first, yeah. right? And yeah. it's great, because, like, he just, instead of, like, punishing you, he didn't apply something negative. No. Right? He took away something positive. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, again, whether he knew what he was doing or not, he probably <laughs> doesn't remember that at all. I brought it up to him before. He's like, I don't remember doing that. But, yeah, you know, that was my lesson in the first year. And the first race I probably remember is, like, my first podium, I remember. Uh... You know, we went to the new track in Fort Saskatchewan. It was the mm-hmm. first race there, and and there was a couple of the guys who were who, who were at the time quicker than me, right? And they weren't there because they were racing at the Canadian National mm-hmm. Championships. Oh, okay. So, so they had a few couple less guys in the field, and I finished on the podium. And I was like so happy that you know right. it was the best day ever. And uh, in the next couple of years, I, turn that around. We won a couple championships and mm-hmm. then I was, you know, ah,
0: like, oh, maybe I can actually do this. So what were you racing at that point where you started moving up the Just, just in go-karts, you Go know, carts, you know yeah. it's, it's, what,
1: it's what me and my dad, you know, my parents could do at mm-hmm. um, Like, they not the fastest go-karts right. that we could race, just what was there for us. So they were, you know, like, People laugh almost like lawnmower engines, you know. But yeah. we're still going sixty kilometers an hour. I was gonna say kilometers sixty an
0: kilometers an hour when you're that far yeah, from the ground is it's, like it seems pretty fast. It is. And
1: and you you learn all the, the fundamentals of the sports so if you're racing close, you're, yeah. you're 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 on the limit of the tire. So you know, we did it very grassroots, but it was it was what it you know, you could get away with it in those days actually. Right. You know, when I look at go karting nowadays it's a totally another world it's, it's very different it's very professional now compared to what we're yeah. you know the way we did it
0: it's yeah. interesting because like that really wasn't that long ago right you're 24 yeah I'm 24 but yeah. it's
1: changed a lot like i, I left karting i think in 2008 and it was already starting to become different mm-hmm. um where like we were being essentially you know priced out of it you know we couldn't right. support too much and then it was like all right well it almost makes more sense like if we want to go race car driving we better go learn how to drive race cars because if we want to go at the, like the high level and go karting mm-hmm. it's gonna probably cost more money than it is to learn the new craft of racing which is cars which is what right. you want to do so um that was a kind of actually timing wise was perfect because i was turning 16 oh. that's kind of when you can start racing cars
0: so you and don't I mean, need a license to race carts.
1: no you only you have a karting license okay yeah, so yeah. that's a different thing <clears throat> yeah different thing. But how
0: old do you have to be to get that
1: uh, I think when I was, it was eight, I don't know if it's still eight, I think okay. it's around eight right now. Yeah, so some type of certification process. Yeah. You go through a school <laughs> and then, you know, you know what the flag colors are and you know, I would, you know, track goes this way, yeah. certain things, there's safety things that they teach yeah. you. And then other than that, it's like, go ahead, figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's not much different than a race license nowadays. If you really figure out if you really want to go race cars, it's, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, that's all you need to do. Really?
0: <laughs> it's probably good that most people don't realize that though. Yeah. <laughs> I probably good. Yeah. So then what was your first jump into racing actual cars?
1: Uh, I did a, a racing course with Allenberg Racing School, which was based out of Calgary mm-hmm. uh, a few years back. When I was 15, just for one day. Mm-hmm. And then I did a two-day formula car test out in California in January when I was 16. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, my dad almost testing, like, can I do this or not? Right. So he sent a coach with me to kind of report back to him, saying, like, are we going to, you know, are we going to go in on this kid or not? Right. And uh, I did well, and then but then it was... It was up to me to to really find the money to go racing, which I I knew was going to be the case, because racing cars is not exactly, you know, it's not cheap. No. And when you're a 16-year-old kid, like, you need to pay your your way to Mm -hmm. show up on the grid. So um, my first season was with uh, Brian Graham Racing in the Ontario Formula 4 Championship in 2009.
0: Did you move out to Ontario for that? No,
1: I I lived here, I flew so there was about six weekends, and I flew back and forth. And, you know, my time, my, like most of my time, and, and, and it's funny because it hasn't changed that much today. Mm-hmm. It's just been fundraising money to, to try and do it, you know, it was, I was a 15 year old kid. I remember emailing, I found like just like databases of, of companies mm-hmm. out in Ontario and I just emailed them and email them. And emailed. So I remember, I think the winter of like <coughs> 2008, 2009, before the season started in May, I think I sent like 3,000 emails out to like Alberta and Ontario companies just like just being, hi, I'm a 16 year old kid. I want to go racing. Like, do you want to sponsor my race car? I'm racing for this team.
0: (laughs) Like, it's going to be awesome. And, 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 you know, like I got my first sponsor from that. Did you send them collateral, like a headshot? Like I, I probably did. I probably did. Um, I wasn't like, I wasn't. (laughs)
1: it wasn't anything fancy. Right. I think I sent a picture of the race car, which was like someone else driving it from the year before. (laughs) And it was was, like, maybe it was a picture of my face, but it was mostly just like an email. I was like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do.
0: Maybe they felt
1: bad for you. (laughs) I probably, probably the, the first person that like invested in me was a guy named Larry Foster, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, um, you know he was a school teacher and then he retired, retired school teacher and he was doing speed reading courses and a bunch of other things and him and his wife Ann just responded to me saying like yeah like we'll sponsor you and I was like
0: yeah really
1: like okay so I'm like I can Heard do how much you want to give me yeah like it was pretty much just that's what it was <laughs> right you know at that age it was like this is the best day ever mm-hmm. i I'm, it was like the validation I needed to like I'm going raising right dad I found a sponsor yeah <laughs> like it was just it was not nearly enough we needed for the full season, but, like, it was the first person on board. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we had some other companies and did to get on board. And so it was just this, like, nonstop effort of, of trying to pull it together. And, and actually, that's, you know, that's been the backbone of, of how I started racing. You know, right. It was just, like, we didn't have the funds to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with the support of some people, that's, that's
0: what got me off the ground. So do you think that working having to work that hard for it makes you appreciate it more does it drive you more
1: hundred percent hundred percent I think at, and at uh I guess I'm 25 now I think it's it's even more so now than than then
0: yeah because um, the stakes are higher right the stakes are
1: higher and and it's I, I think I just feel like I still have a lot to prove so whether that's a chip on my shoulder which mm-hmm. I've been you know I've probably been told a few times um but it's also like you you, you have a better I think now maybe understanding of uh like appreciation for everything that goes into it, and, and how hard, like how far you, I guess you've come, and I guess how far you still want to go, and I guess how far you want to go is just based on ambition of what you want to do. But right. uh, for me, that's high, and and it's just a cool, it's a cool experience. There's I guess having the realization that like there's nothing else I'd rather work towards mm-hmm. um, is cool because before when you're young, you're in school, or you're doing other things. Right. Um, I did university. I. Worked at a, you know, I worked a couple of, like, regular jobs after university. Whoa, you did regular stuff? I did stuff? regular stuff.
0: That's so strange. I know, <laughs> What did you work at? What were your other jobs?
1: Uh, I worked at a company called Sustainable for a little while. Okay. Um, they had, I mean, I wouldn't call it a regular job, but they were, we did, like, drift trike events, but they also had, like, a green carnival out in Fort McMurray.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was a really fascinating group of people. They're great guys. They're still at 10 doing really, really cool stuff. Okay. Um, and I worked for Frontech, which is a software company. Um. Up till March, about a year ago. Okay. Um, Once we did all sorts of uh, development for um, corporate enterprises, so Mm I was doing the marketing and sales and that side of things. Interesting. uh, Yeah, you know they're awesome, awesome businesses. But in the end, I just had to kind of, uh, you know, make the decision myself. Like, all right, I'm I'm going for this, and there's no, you know, there's, there's no turning back at this point. Like, I gotta go.
0: Right. So for people to understand where you are right now in your in your, um, you know, the point in your career what what are the big things that's happening so this Porsche um, circuit there's how many yeah. more races in the season there's there's ten more races and over five weekends okay um, so
1: it's a yeah it's a great championship mm-hmm. obviously you know it's races aren't TSN and you know there's so there's some good
0: coverage mm-hmm.
1: it's a great series great brand you know to be associated with and you're racing you know
0: amazing equipment right so you're under the porsche brand yeah yeah
1: yeah so i'm racing for actually the downtown porsche team okay out of a Tor- out of toronto so team mm-hmm. um, of toronto yeah um and yeah so they they run a race team and we compete against other other all the same cars mm-hmm. they're all Porsche cars racing against each other, so they're right. all Porsche
0: GT3 Cup cars. Are they exactly like tuned the same too, or does every team do like little tweaks? We have our own, like, yeah, we have our own proprietary yeah, blend of yeah, wrench that. turns.
1: Yes, exactly. There's a limited, there's a limited checklist of things you can you can touch and mm-hmm. and, and mess with, but each team has their own, you know, setup. And so mm-hmm. you work with your engineer, you, you know, kind of develop a set to what suits you and your comfort, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously, hopefully, to be as fast as possible.
0: Right. So how tuned into to the technical side the engineering aspect of it are you like how much do you know about the car versus your engineers i think that's
1: something i've definitely worked on especially in the last you know probably two years especially mm-hmm. i've really tried to hone in on, on, on that understanding mm-hmm. um would definitely say when i was younger probably a little bit less tuned in on that side of things yeah i, I think you know it was partially a blend of of where you put your time and effort,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, would I have learned a lot more about the basics of like a car and a race car if I was working in the garage, for sure? Uh, would I have ever been able to do the level of racing that I was able to do so far if I was sitting in the garage now? Because I would have never been able, I would have never reached out to those businesses. I would have never reached out to the people that helped take me to those levels. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it was a, tr- a trade off, and, and I've tried to spend a lot more time in the last few years to really hone in on that, so you know, this year I'm working really closely closely with my engineer. We don't have you know a huge budget for testing, but we're mm-hmm. doing our best to 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 do as much as we can in terms of learning in this short, right. limited time we have. Yeah, um, so we have a very good relationship, and and, and that sort of things it's 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 hugely important, especially you know mm-hmm. as you step up to higher levels, like you realize, um, you know, maybe I was 18, 19 years old. you think like? your talent's just gonna take you there you're like I'm just gonna I'm just I'm faster than anybody and yeah. I can drive it harder than anybody and then you realize like okay, everyone here can drive it really hard and mm-hmm. then I was like when you start looking at am like that guy doesn't have to drive as hard but it's still faster and you're like oh like there's something different here yeah. so you know there's some of those realizations you know probably at the end grade where a bit naive mm-hmm. um, which totally you know so it, I totally was.
0: You got to have that confidence, so to continue <laughs> yeah, with it, right? For sure,
1: for sure, and and, and the 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 willingness to learn that mm-hmm. side of it, right? That's so I think a lot of people get turned off, and so it's the weird thing because I think I'm kind of you know I have bounced around a lot in motorsports. I've mm-hmm. done I've raced a prototype car. I've raced last year. I raced, of um, champions. Did the did a race in Korea and with a, the Atlas BX team, which was an incredible experience. Uh, I've raced a Nissan Micras. I've raced. Open wheel cars. I did the whole open wheel ladder to IndyCar backwards, which everyone kind of laughs at me for. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a
0: <laughs> okay. Explain that, because again, so it's oh, like it's like ahead. as
1: if I started in the AHL and then I went to the WHL and then I went to like this, the AJHL. Okay, like, so why I did you know, do that? <laughs> so it's, that's I mean it sound terribly terrible when I say that, but um, why did I do that? I was uh, 18 years old and I didn't know any better. I was emailing the lady who was in charge of the general manager of Edmonton Indy at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was racing cars, and I was right. doing stuff, you know, just at a lower level. Right. And I said, "Hey, like, I really want to be in the event. Are there any support races? So, you know, the opening acts. So there's IndyCar, which is the big headliner, and mm-hmm. there's Indy Lights, and then there was a few other cat steps below that. That year, there was no other than Indy Lights, which is like the top level before IndyCar. Yeah. There was no other steps below that. Racing at the event in Edmonton. And then she kind of told me, she's like, "We're gonna get you an Indy Lights ride." Mm-hmm. And after you know, after some time discussion, and I was like, "Like, are you kidding me? Like, I was, I'd never driven a car with." more than a race car with more than 150 horsepower right nothing with like downforce or like even like slick tires i'd never driven and what was the step
0: up what are these indie lights at they were
1: 450 horsepower v8s full (laughs) downforce slicks (laughs) you know it was so out of my element in terms of like experience i just hadn't done it not that i couldn't do it but it just was it was it was a lot Mm -hmm. um so i did the one weekend here in edmonton uh, which was an amazing experience because it it kind of solidified me, you know, personally, I think as like the Edmonton Indy kid. Right. Which helped me then fundraise money for the next year, where I tried to do the step just below that, which was Star Mazda, who was coming to Edmonton in the following year. Mm-hmm. I raised a bunch of money where, where I raised half the season. So I didn't do a full season, just didn't have enough money again, but yeah. I did half a season and I raced in Edmonton, and then, uh, and then we lost to Indy, uh, which was a big blow for me. Yeah. Uh, definitely kind of uh, got a little bit lost uh, the team i was with had an op- opening in the series just below that
0: mm-hmm. so that would be
1: kind of like the wrong completing okay. the wrong backwards okay. so it all makes sense yeah where i run three quarters of a season and then i run out of money because of a few accidents so right. so uh you know and then and, and things really kind of changed after that uh, losing the race i got i think personally a little bit lost Of like well like how am i going to do this like you know just fundraising money just didn't didn't know where to really start, and right. then, so I did some stuff, uh, and some NASCAR Canadian Tire Series stuff, mm-hmm. or it was the NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series now, and then um, the I was, you know, fairly l- lost, and I got into the, did mm-hmm. one recent weekend of the Nissan Micro Cup, mm-hmm. and then I had a, a sponsor, or, or a guy I was racing with who said, hey, you want to re- drive the next race at the Montreal Grand Prix, which was, to me, the whole... The reason I was racing the micro cup was uh, at least there at the Grand Prix, you know, with Formula One. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sponsored my ride for that second event of the season, and yeah. and I won the race. So then I stayed there, but they my partner for, for years. So,
0: you know, it's been a weird, <laughs> weird twisty, turny yeah. road. Um, so I wanted to ask you then, what separates a good driver from a bad driver? Like, where rather, what separates the good drivers from the great drivers?
1: Good drivers and great drivers.
0: I think I think there's. You know,
1: in each category, um, I think everyone kind of figures out, you try and figure out what it takes to because it's usually the fine little details in, in the category that that make the difference between that top step and maybe the top five or top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good drivers, and then I think finding the most out of that last little bit within your car and your crew. Mm-hmm. So it's very much having being able to have a good relationship, I think, with your, your team, obviously being able to take it to the limit. Mm-hmm. But also be able to develop the car in a way that suits you, where you you know you can, you know, push it to that limit right. just a little bit farther, or the comfort zone just a bit farther. So it's just it's the tiniest and tiniest of details, I mm-hmm. think, that that you see or you know.
0: no. But I mean, like tactically, like what, like what, like better eyesight, quicker reflexes, like more patience, more concentration, mm. uh, performance-enhancing drugs, right? Like, is yeah, that, like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so just like. It's a weird sport in that sense where, where I think it's a huge, it's a huge mental sport. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course, it's yeah. A hu- like, I think, you know, I, I'm I believer in, like, the reflexes and everything, and, and, and all that stuff is relevant, and you mm-hmm. can train it all day long, mm-hmm. and we do, you know, and you see, you know, if you watch, like, IndyCar drivers or Formula drivers or any of us, you know, can train, you're like, all right, these... Training hard, right. but then there's still nothing like showing up in the race car. Like I don't care, you can have like the most fit guy, and then he can still be lost in the car. He has the best reflexes, the best everything, the fastest, you know, the right. be, best endurance. But if he's not able to like communicate well with the team and, and you know be like on it the whole time, you know it's like it's, it doesn't matter. You can be the best of all of that, and then you don't have it. So mm-hmm. you know it's kind of I mean if you're looking at you know I guess Connor David's kind of phenom, <laughs> right? But Okay, he. I guess he is the fastest guy. So you're like, all right, well, he's the fastest. But it's, right. it's like it's he's so much more than that, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's everything that comes with it. Uh, you know, I guess probably Wayne Gretzky was. You know, he wasn't the biggest, the fastest. So it was just like his vision, his ability to know what's going on, when to turn on a lap. You know, in, in racing, like when to turn in a lap for qualifying. Right. You know, managing the pace. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's becomes so much more of like the experience and understanding of of I guess who you are as a driver and what what package you have to work with. And then optimizing that as best as possible.
0: Right okay well that's a very vague answer to your question like what is the one thing but i know i mean i like i get it it must be challenging because if it weren't everyone would be doing it yeah 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 yeah, for sure it's if it was easy what's your off like what's your out of car training look like like what's your do like workout routine or yeah i mean
1: i i stay you know i
0: definitely work on staying fit as much as possible yeah you look like you're in good shape (laughs) (laughs) but But, like do you do anything specific like more endurance training i'm probably more endurance training Mm -hmm. i think
1: uh in the type of motorsports, I think motorsports in general, the there's a few places where strength is like a is a, is still a factor, but in a lot of places it's it's endurance. Right. So like your, you know, high heart high heart rates for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. um, so it just takes a huge toll on your body. So you know, hydration and stuff is a big you know big thing in motorsports. Right. You're just hot. Like you're a lot of times you're you're just Stuck and it's Did you really like to, you hot. You must just lose a lot of weight yeah. in some of those tons, longer races. Tons. and you you sweat a ton. Like no. I, I when I was racing in Korea, it was thirty degrees, super humid. I I got out of the car. My, my drinks bottle wasn't working. Huh. Um, it was a forty-five minute race, and I and I on the cool down lap, like I, I thought I was gonna pass out. Like, and there's no AC in these things. No, there there, <laughs> there was there's no AC. It's it was about I think sixty-five Celsius. Um, sixty-five Celsius in the car. And, 65 know, celsius yeah it was, it was like, like within your wearing your gear oh just like, man it was it's hot
0: so that, yeah there's a big mental aspect to it yeah there, like, for sure like
1: you make a mistake you're in the wall you make a mistake the guy you're against you you make a mistake you know you can hurt yourself right. like, you know, like, like it's one of the I mean
0: what's the worst crash you've ever been in
1: i had a bad weekend i had one bad weekend where, where where i launched over my teammate one time in toronto at the toronto indy what were you driving uh formula 2000 cars so an open wheel formula car okay. where I, I launched and got some pretty good air and then uh you know i didn't qu- didn't backflip thankfully but uh, it was not it's not a good uh <laughs> it's not a good not a good uh, accident and then the next when the two days later i got taken out by another guy that um uh, just he chucked it in and, and I, I didn't see him there and he clipped my rear corner i hit the wall and
0: yeah. Do you break anything? No, I've been lucky. Like you... I,
1: I think, <laughs> likely undiagnosed like,
0: concussion. You mean you just baby. got your bell wrong? Yeah, I got
1: up. <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing. I went. So like I've been lucky. I've been lucky. Smack
0: that thing pretty. Do you have to get a new helmet? Because if you have to get a new helmet, I, the I, chances I've, are you got a concussion. I never
1: had to get a new helmet. Luckily, never by like never never buy like oh an incident right. so this isn't um, your racing helmet is it no this is the one i just used for the the race of champions so it's only been for that one event and i got it signed by all the, the guys at that event
0: so we got to talk race of champions yeah. i didn't know what that was until i looked yeah. it up on youtube that race yeah. is insane <laughs> yeah it's, it's not. like a like, <laughs> it looks like an ec or um, a motocross race indoors it is a it's
1: a you know it's, it's like a stadium circuit um, they think it's like the all-star game for yeah. motorsports. So, you know, we talked about earlier it's all these different kinds of motorsports, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's really the the showcase for all the top guys. So it's right. a great, fantastic event, a lot of fun. Um, and and I got voted in there last year thanks to so many. You know, Dude, that's insane.
0: You got to tell that story. Yeah, right. it, was, it was it was it was you know. It was,
1: yeah. I said, it. my friends, some of my friends who have heard this story will, will laugh because okay. they've heard it so many times, yeah. but it's been the, you know, sitting in my office. Fuck them, they can turn yeah, it off. Yeah, exactly. There you <laughs> go. There you go. So I, I uh,
0: sorry guys, uh, I don't mean that. <laughs> Keep watching.
1: The, 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 the sitting in my office at like 4 p.m. on a Wednesday and then they said, oh, like you've been selected for this and I, I'd entered online. Like you didn't think anything of it. You're like, ah, yeah. Right. You know, someone on Facebook told me to enter this contest. I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Did it. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about it got the email like holy crap like i'm i'm i have a chance to get voted into this event so right but there was like an indie car driver who I was up against and some other like media members who had like you know much bigger followings than i had mm-hmm. um but uh i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna win this thing. they didn't I, want it as bad as i, did. I definitely did not and and, I, and it was like i was, I was thinking about earlier today i think like like genuinely like part of me the reason I went so all in on that mm-hmm. uh, on like I contacted every person I need like every single person's ever talked to me what if you were in my phone from some point in my life like I messaged you and, right and and what well, I didn't care if I know you or not I was like I need this like yeah. I need your help and if you can help me like like get on board or, or like don't talk to me like right. I'm, I'm doing this hey Rick it's
0: Stefan from grade three what yeah, up man, man? like pretty how are you <laughs> was pretty much like like my phone no phone. no I don't need money I just need your vote yeah, yeah my phone <laughs> my, my, my my phone
1: like the true story but, like, my phone broke like I had to go get a new phone because like, I couldn't send so many messages oh at it just once. crashed it just like the systems were like like thousands of messages yeah. in over days mm-hmm. and and but it, you know people got behind me and I was you know so thankful for that mm-hmm. um, but it was I think the whole the reason why I went so well I know was like, I just I felt like I just had a lot to, something to prove mm-hmm. and I knew I could do it like if I was given that chance I knew like you know I'm not going to be an idiot I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to let those people down. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know I can make myself and the people around me proud. Um, so I was very um, bullish on making sure that I was the guy. And, and, you know, they left a little bit of room for interpretation, whether if you had enough votes, like whether that was enough, because they may have still made a judge decision to pick someone else. So okay. I was like... I better crush everybody. Right, like and second like, is like way in there. Yeah, yeah. So, which we did. Yeah. Like Edmonton and Canada and whoever and everyone else who got on board. Like yeah, we you got the we, premier we on board. You got yeah. the two two mayors in it was, Alberta. It
0: was crazy. I just I was like I was just like I was just laughing. I was like, is this happening? You must have just been on a high. Like I was. People must think I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. Yeah, know. no, hundred percent. And I and I was
1: uh I just didn't sleep. That was it. Like I just I had. I remember I had like there was crews of people who like were online at certain mm-hmm. times who were like on board with me for those four and a half days so like these people who kind of were like in my life randomly for those days who were like my support system yeah, like a
0: headquarters like, like, like you no know, it was like all virtual
1: right oh, like okay. like they were because like, I was on the, on the computer so yeah. they were like they were trying to promote and I was just like people I didn't know it was, it was people I didn't dude, know dude that's sweet it was so cool I was so lucky and, and so I'm so thankful for those people to get me there because you know once I was there then it was like alright like all that's done just right. like do the job, and uh, and it was super cool. So, mm-hmm. you know, won two of the three races, which was nice, and I think it was really a real turning point for me, like mentally being like, all right, like, I belong. I yeah, I belong, and also just like you gotta like, just don't be uh, tiptoeing. Just right. Just go in, just do it, and mm-hmm. like, and because what do you have to lose? And and so, it's a lot of factors that that like, go in on that, but you know, you know, generally a big reason is, is this is my family. Like they put a lot for me to. To have these opportunities in the sport and uh you know mm-hmm. i've got a little brother with autism um which i talk about a lot mm-hmm. and where it's like he's definitely my biggest fan yeah and uh he you know i look at him and he's like he's he's luckily never gonna be able to go after these things that i can so right. it's like if i want to do this and if i'm trying like why like just go yeah. just do it right yeah. so uh that was a big thing for me. It was just like, like, why not? Like, the worst thing is that I like it doesn't work out, and and I'm really not afraid of like failing in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if we succeed? And that's the plan. It's like it's not really like I'm gonna find a way. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like I'm at a point now where like, I feel like the conversation is more like get in or get out. Like okay. you got know. nothing to lose now, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Um, so during the time down in Florida for race of champions yeah. uh, I heard a story you gotta tell this story about jumping in the limo with uh, was like <laughs> Sebastian Vettel
1: yeah was <laughs> what, what went down there yeah so Sebastian Vettel for those who don't know if you're not a if you're not a big uh, race fan he was a big deal he's <laughs> four t- time world champion
0: he's um, the number one F1 driver yeah though, right? like even
1: Lewis Hamilton are right now tied for the most world championships currently competing mm-hmm. um, so you know I'm just like I grew up watching it. this guy was like
0: my favorite guy
1: right I remember like staying up
0: like meeting Ovi or Crosby yeah, yeah.
1: if you're off you got it. it's, it's like 100% that same same thing mm-hmm. and uh, you know the day before my race day they were racing but uh, we were just going to show up and take an Uber there and, mm-hmm. you know not as early as everyone else but of course, Seb's not as early as everyone else either, so he's got his own. Uh, I think it was a Maserati limo driver and everything, and mm-hmm. so we oh, go to the Seb. lobby. I see. Yeah, yeah Seb. Yeah, so that, I that's me. how you guys call each other. <laughs> yeah, seven. seven. And are you <laughs> Steph? Seven. Yeah, Steph. Yeah. Okay. Got <laughs> no, I'm the kid from Canada. I think. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we uh, we just talked to the people who were like organizers, and we're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like, is there cabs or something?" Do you know? I'm like, oh, like Seb's coming down yeah maybe you'll jump in with him and i was with my buddy dennis yeah. who's from from town as well and we're like 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 that. it they're like yeah like like all right like we'll let you handle it yeah. and sure enough like they're like hey sub do you mind if these guys are going there anyway and I so he's like yeah no problem so jumped in the car with the driver sebastian and the shotgun i'm sitting back seat and with my buddy dennis and we're waiting for sebastian or uh pascal, <laughs> pascal Verline, another formula one driver yeah and you know he was the last one in and then all of a sudden we're like we're driving to the stadium with Sebastian <laughs> two formula one drivers
0: yeah and i'm just sitting what did you state. ask him like what did you say at that point
1: i was like uh, i was like fairly quiet just was, was he was he, he kind of initiated a conversation he was very super friendly mm-hmm. super nice he yeah. was asking you know oh so you're from canada right like where from and i said edmonton and he's like where's that and then he's oh. like looking on phone on his google he's like he's like oh that's yeah, really he's it's like, really far north. <laughs> he said it's really far yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what
0: he said Farthest north city over a million. I yeah, believe. exactly. Yeah. And so he,
1: luckily, my buddy Dennis was was saved me on that one because he done research on every driver before the event, like something that they were into that was not racing related. You know, right. Not to be like that guy. Yeah. Um. So he's like, oh, you know, are you into skiing? And so I was like, yeah, I love skiing. So we started talking. So how about
0: Birkenstocks? Yeah. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: like this weird. So we ended up having. So we had a conversation about. Skiing, mm-hmm. heli skiing, in Blue River, like Mike Beagle, heli skiing, yeah. and that was like t- for 20 minutes. We we're just talking about heli skiing. And he was all like, like excited by it. Yeah. So
0: those guys appreciate that. Like they get asked so much. Yeah. about their career constantly, yeah, yeah. right?
1: And, and I didn't want to because I know, you know, like I
0: know those guys. Like
1: and I, hey, I'm like I'm there in the end as a like I there's a chance I could have gone up against them. Like right. you don't want to be like the fanboy. I should but, have, but, like, that sh- was you shouldn't
0: shit trash talk him <laughs> yeah, You're I like should've. I hope I take you down, <laughs> <so."> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I, I, get, I probably get more quiet than
0: I than I, than I would have liked
1: yeah. but nah it was a great experience It was going really a super cool dude
0: that's wild uh, yeah very very gracious so let's jump in and see if we got any questions from the uh, oh fans yeah. here what does that All say right. it, oh, good wow, memories wow, such good memories um um I'm gonna avoid that one <laughs>
1: um who inspired you in racing uh we talked about that a little talked bit. Bit. about a bit more yeah that was Greg Moore um Talk about ROC, yeah, we got that. Uh okay. If you could own any car in the world just to be just to cruise or rip around and what would it be? That's a good question. Well, since I'm racing Porsches now, I gotta say Porsche GT3. What <laughs> 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 company man well, I think that's
0: a good car? <laughs> well, okay, let's let's change that. What's your Favorite. What's, like, my dream what's car? Your, no, what's your favorite car you've ever driven off the off the track, or on the track, too, other than other than the Porsche GT? I'm going to let you off the hook with yeah. that sponsorship there.
1: No, no, it's not a sponsorship either, but I, I generally think, like, the Porsche GT3 is an incredible track car. It's, yeah. it's wild. Um, you know, I love the Ferrari 458. Um, mm-hmm. There's the McLarens are, are, are amazing. I didn't drive, I haven't driven the 720 yet, but
0: the 570. That's the new, newer that's one?
1: The new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I drove the 570. That's a good car. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great cars. It's it's so hard to, you know, it's so hard to pick up. you know, the Audi R8's an amazing car. Yeah. It's just, they're all so good yeah. nowadays. They each have their own little, like, flare. Lamborghini, the Huracan, the, the
0: Ventura SV. you know, there's some cool, cool cars. I drove one time in Jasper, the, what was the one before the 458, the 438? F- uh, 430. 430? Yeah. Um, Probably 430, yeah. Is that the Modena?
1: There may have been
0: 4:30. Anyway, or was I 388
1: maybe. No, that's an older. That's old. It had,
0: but okay. Anyway, it was. It was. uh... It had the gated. Uh, the gated gear change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an old British dude from Edmonton, actually. I can't remember yeah. his name, but I asked him at the start of the weekend, it was a golf weekend. And I'm yeah. like, oh, whose car is it? And my dad's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I hear you like my car. And I'm like, yeah, it's really awesome. He's like, oh, you should drive up before the weekend's up. I'm like, 20. Awesome. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. right? And then, uh, <clears throat> It's the Sunday the last day and I'm having lunch by myself and he walks up he's like hey Shane I gotta go but do you want to drive the car really quick I'm like he came to find me to drive his Ferrari car. right Beautiful. so I'm like yeah of course so yeah. we go out and it's parked out front and I get in and yeah. he gets in the passenger seat and he goes okay so the clutch is on the left and the gas <laughs> I'm like whoa I know how to drive a standard yeah, 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 yeah. and he's yeah. like Oh, okay, good. This will be easy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're going to let me drive your Ferrari without me. You're going to teach me to drive standard yeah, on your, your Ferrari. Ferrari. Exactly. That's the best. That guy's the like, nicest guy I've ever heard of. Right. So I was like, all right, perfect. <laughs> so, so anyway, I took it, you know, the Jasper Park Lodge? Yeah. So yeah. I took it like down the road back to the highway and just like took yeah. it easy, right? And then he's like, all right, you better turn around. Like, I got to go right. pretty soon. So I turn it around. I'm like, do you mind if I open it up? Yeah. And he's like, by all means so just floored it right just gave gave it as much as it had yeah and he was so calm about it i thought he was gonna be like holy shit slow down right so we like just kind of hum back in and and he's like man i gotta do that more often he's like i haven't opened it up like that in years and that was like my one shining moment of driving a really fast car for a very short time yeah i'm like i'm totally spoiled I'm a hundred percent. Like, I, like it's super jealous, super spoiled. And, and I, I know
1: I'm like very lucky. Like those that's part of it where I'm just like, I'm so like, I'm super grateful that I get to do that. Like, Oh, my, you know, primary source of income now is coaching. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I do a lot of uh, driver coaching. Oh, no 27. So, and like, a, I help people go faster on the racetrack. So yeah. If they got high performance car, I'll help them oh, um, okay. go quickly around the racetrack. Yeah. So a lot of times that involves me, Going quickly in their car before they get to do it, and showing them how
0: that happens. That's a good so. setup. That's a really good <laughs> so, setup. So you were got go so on. you were
1: asking about off season training and stuff. So, yeah. So actually, um, the track opening in BC. Uh, I've moved up there now, uh, living in Soyuz, BC. Okay. And um, and it's 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 a brand new, amazing facility called Area Twenty Seven, mm-hmm. and yeah, I do a lot of coaching there. So. Even though I'm not driving and testing as much as I'd like to, for me it's a great way to stay like in that mentality of like optimizing speed, Mm -hmm. like finding performance Mm -hmm. advantages. So you're just your brain's not switched off on that. So that's that's actually I think for me in the last year at least, because last year was the first full year I did that. Mm -hmm. Um, That helped me a lot in terms of just staying on the sport. A lot of times it's like otherwise you're kind of like it's kind of like going to hockey practice without skates and being like I'm going to practice hockey
0: without actually being able to get on the ice yeah you've got Um, to get those reps in right which you which in racing
1: you just it's hard to it's really unless you've got like a large budget it's really hard to Mm -hmm. so you're you need to just find any way you can to to figure it out and it's part of the driver's skill Mm -hmm. to show up and and not take forever to figure the car out learn the track like you know that's the typical thing oh you learn the track learn the car it's like Last weekend I never drew, I didn't drive the track in five years. I'd never driven the race car. Like I my race team wasn't sitting there waiting like, oh like we're just gonna give you an a, a full day to figure this out and then we'll right. talk tomorrow. It was like, you know, ten minutes in or like we're making changes on the car, being like, All right, like did this help or not help? And you're like, I've Did never, you get any practice laps? We just did the uh, like we had two sessions and two sessions of practice um for the qualifying. So right. it's like at that point, you're just trying to dial the car into how how it feels comfortable for you, so right. that you can in the
0: end take it to the its limit. Yeah. Um, what do you even look for at that point? Like, are you just turning harder? Are you hitting the <laughs> throttle harder? Like, what are the what are the specifics there? It's uh, it's it's ev- it's
1: everything. It's it's how the car responds to like the weight transfer. Mm-hmm. So like the racing in the end for me, it's, it's just like the the four tires are your, four is your contact patch. Yeah. So you're trying to optimize speed along those four tires for the duration of the race. If you mm-hmm. do that well, you win. Right. Um. So, how the car takes load on throttle, how the car brakes, how the car responds to steering inputs, mm-hmm. you know. Certain cars are very sensitive on turn-in, so certain cars need a bit more. Right. Certain cars you need to trail brake in, which is mm-hmm. like a technical term that, you know, <laughs> drive the car in with the brakes and then let off. So like, there's all sorts of little things, right. but you just need to figure them out really fast. Yeah. I mean, in my situation, because I don't have a lot, of, I've never had a lot of budget for testing, mm-hmm and I've just been forced into those situations. So like mm-hmm. last year, my mantra my was race everything. And I, I did, I raced a formula car, I raced in Korea, mm-hmm. I raced prototype cars, I raced um, the Nissan Micra. Mm-hmm. It was literally, and race the champions, it was literally everything. And I was just like trying to be like, all right, there's no, just figure it out, just figure mm-hmm. it out. And then for me, I think it helped develop, develop me as a driver because you just learn to adapt really quickly. And, and mm-hmm. it's everything. It's, it's yeah, like it's how does it respond to throttle, how does it respond to brake, steering inputs and in the end like are you taking the tire to the limit in the right. end car a car a car you, yeah. you can take it to the limit if you figure it out right it's just about doing
0: that right as fast as possible so there's in any car and track combination there would always be an optimal line and speed like based on the limits of the car there yeah would always be like a maximal optimal like way yeah. to drive and, that and track. It's, it's like it varies like slightly but in, in like
1: for unless you're super into it you're gonna say Yeah, oh, they're all taking the same line and that's essentially right like mm-hmm. Certain cars might take a slightly different line. Right. But that's once you're into like the fine details. In general, there's the best way around the track. So you know the track it kind of helps because mm-hmm. you know all right this is where i need to be bumps here avoid those you know stay away from that like
0: speed bumps over there know, don't hit those right. guys potholes which yeah. like exist
1: on race tracks or not Pot i mean, like you know we raced in seabrake which is like world war ii air- airfield yeah. so it's not the smoothest track
0: that's unbelievable they uh, don't like
1: patch them up or they sometimes do, they, they do up. but then they like you know race cars they literally like virtually like rip up
0: it's a lot surface. of force yeah, yeah
1: i bet so it's it's that's yeah, part of it, man. It's, it's
0: part of learning and it's part of being a driver. So, um, I wanted to ask, uh, what about VR when it comes to training? Is that a thing that's been implemented um, I think that would help? Starting. I think it's starting. You know, once, I think they're getting better. I, my buddy has, has a VR headset. You need, like, the full simulator to actually get, like, what you get from the car, though, right?
1: Even then, like, like I they use it and I think there's great like you can take you can learn tracks mm-hmm. you can you, there's there's things you definitely can learn from the simulator and VR and all these things there's just something about that feel that you lose obviously Like right. you, you've you been in it you like you crash the car in the VR it doesn't hurt it doesn't you know, like, you know it's different when you're going into <laughs> tur- like at Sebring last week when you're driving the car for the first time mm-hmm. and you're going into like turn 17 which is like a notoriously bumpy corner with no runoff. It's all walls around. Yeah, the corner is probably you know 160 kilometers an hour, and you're the car's you're going over the bumps, and you're just like you're coming into there at 270 kilometers an hour. Like there's nothing. I don't care what you practice. Like there's nothing that prepares you for that like moment of like all right, I'm actually doing like I'm committing right like, commit yourself to doing it until you actually just do it. So, so it's a great tool, and I think like in terms of simulation and and data engineering, and, and there's there's a lot to be gained on it. Um, but there's still that element that I don't think you'll ever replace. Where it's like, there's self like we all have self preservation, and there's certain things that like right. you turn off when you go racing. Like oh, I you bet. for sure have to be like because I bet you
0: hesitation can be a serious the detriment, worst, right? Worse, worst thing yeah. to do like you have to be
1: very direct, very like decisive on on any like move. You know if you try and pass a guy and then kind of think about it and back out halfway. Usually that's when accident. happen. It's caught in the middle, right? Yeah, you, yeah, it's just like you go
0: for it or you don't. Yeah. Same way normal driving too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very true, yeah. very true. If you start to think about it, it, it goes. Okay, let's bit. see if we got another question here. All right. scroll up. Uh, I got a bunch, but I want to give these guys a chance. Um, you...
1: What was the experience of the race of champions? Uh, the world champions, everyone t- honestly treated me awesome. Um, what do you up to this summer? Porsche GT3 Cup.
0: Uh, we're going to just hammer through some of these. Oh, boy. Feel free to elaborate on him. What are the green ones? Oh, it's just, oh, it's just people are watching. Um, Wishing right. great success. Wow, these are nice comments.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> My engineer, Russell Ma, we are dying to know what happened in Miami after Sebring. That's not important.
0: <laughs> That's the uh, dirt. Uh,
1: we went to bed early.
0: And you're over 21. <laughs> it was nice and calm. Okay, if there's no more there. Don't uh, no,
1: talk about your biggest fan, my brother. Um, am I working on my promo or do I have a crew working on this? I am working on this all alone. Uh, I had a little bit of help with a couple of videos that were put together mm-hmm. recently but in general uh, I've been doing so that so if you're
0: volunteering yourself all day right if, yeah. if you if you, if you you know I've actually thought about that a lot it's like trying to, to just hire an intern Right. Just go back to Nate, be like, look, I'm a successful, you were Nate, right? Or McEwen? McEwen, yeah. Go back to McEwen and just say, yeah. look, I'm a successful graduate and along yeah. I have your program, yeah. I'm doing interesting things, and I would provide a very unique work opportunity yeah. for one of your students. Yeah. Like, no one's going to ever get that job. Like, Screw going to intern for, I don't know, some yeah. like random marketing company. Like, To get to be your intern yeah. would be pretty cool.
1: I guess I just like I'm. Just, it's I guess I'm so like we're so tight on budget. Everything is trying to go to the race program. That I'm trying to find a way to like make it all. No, you don't pay work. interns. Oh, you don't pay interns. No, okay, well then. No, that's the best if part. If somebody's out there that <laughs> <my favorite. laughs>
0: wants to help me. <laughs> uh, but then, that's yes. the thing. There's so many talented people. Like specifically with videographers too. Like right, if you go out there and you can source people who just want the opportunity to shoot cool stuff. Right. right. I mean, maybe you have to cover like a little bit of their oh, expenses, sure. yeah, but, but you're I'm not giving them a per diem or anything like that.
1: You know, I, I honestly, would love to. to to get to the point where I'm able to do this as like a proper business, where I, where I have a bit of support mm-hmm. and, and assistance, because I think the building the brand and everything is, is crucial. And mm-hmm. you know, so that's the thing about motorsports. It's like your your own brand, your your own marketing, you're your own fundraising. Like your you're own an driving.
0: athlete, but also like an entrepreneur. It's a very much like 100%. an even split those. Two, it's huh? a,
1: in a if not like 70, 30 in terms of the business side of it. Yeah. Um, I would say like I, I probably relate to and learn more from my friends who are in business. Mm-hmm. Um just because that's kind of the similar things I guess I deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's a really, you know, that's a really important part of, of what I do. Yeah. It doesn't happen any other way with, I, I I don't get to get on on the ice, on the track, mm-hmm. uh, if I don't have, I guess, like a budget supporting me. Until mm-hmm. you're, you know, maybe picked up by one of the big, you know, manufacturers, which is obviously like a, you know, he'd gold mine
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to work with the manufacturer, you know, help them in the end sell a lot of cars, right. but also, be able to go test properly and and just help them with their agenda and their program. That's a, for sure. A dream right.
0: of mine. So do you have a manager, an agent, like all those things? I are you ser- you running I'm, I'm, all I'm that? Like, I'm like I'm
1: like indie. It's like it's like super. Like I'm uh, all independent. Dude,
0: that's amazing. So yeah. the spot is open.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, like, like for sure, there is. If there is a talented person out there, then uh, who wants to be like my agent? Guarantee we're gonna we're gonna find
0: one. We're gonna something. we're gonna work on this. <laughs> so you you live in a Soyuz now. You said yes. So how long are you in Edmonton for? Uh, I'm in town for the week. Currently. Just for the week. Yeah. yeah well, thank you for making family. the time for this. That's
1: awesome day one and. Is, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. meeting four or five yeah been good and um and so what does your summer look like you used to get at the Porsche Cup but um yeah. like how how many races per like twice a weekend you said ten yeah ten, ten races, races five weekends yes yeah that's correct and so when is that go until and is it every weekend or is it every is, it, it's, is it uh, it's
1: throughout, so I think we've got uh, around in May at Canadian Motorsports Park outside Toronto okay we've got around in June at the Montreal Grand Prix so if you're going to the Montreal Grand Prix we'll be racing there
0: not, uh, but thank
1: the, you. The Toronto Indy I mean, videographer. <laughs> Where's the closest like, <laughs> one to Edmonton? <laughs> Fortunately, there's none close to Edmonton. Come which, on, which is which is like the which is why like no one does this for Edmonton, which is right. part of like honestly, my whole life, everyone's been like, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, this is a fun hobby, like good, or you'll do this for a bit and then you'll go and like mm-hmm. do real life, and it's just like I'm like really determined at this point, to yeah. be like, I'm gonna find a way, and 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 I'd love to, I obviously I'd love to bring more racing back here, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of like this weird challenge i have internally to be like even though i'm not racing here i think with like with the internet with the opportunities i guess that we yeah. have now like there's ways we can bring the sport to people it doesn't matter where i'm racing in the end mm-hmm. um so it like and that's my goal like i'd yeah. love to, to to you know bring racing to become relevant again yeah. it's, it's kind of like a bit of an outdated sport so far mm-hmm. and, and no offense to the older viewers but it hasn't really, really... They don't know how to use Facebook. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe not in, yeah, Instagram, the, the younger <laughs> crowd. Um. But, you, but know, you still fly the Edmonton flag. I right? fly the flag everywhere is, I go. That article about you in at the race of champions said like unknown Edmonton yeah, driver, yeah. which is awesome because it wasn't even Canadian or Alberta. Yeah, it was Edmund- Edmonton, Edmonton driver yeah. like shocks the racing world. Yeah,
1: and I love that. Like i i conf- fully owned the like underdog, mm-hmm. um, like guy from nowhere. You know, yeah. it's 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 part of my story, and and I, you know, but I'm. I have a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's like there's a a lot that I wanted to accomplish and do, and where it's like people think like oh the Porsche Cups like this is your end goal this is it like no like I don't no, I do just want getting started just, right? yeah I just feel like I'm getting started and I feel like you know last year I guess would have been the first year where I really fully went like back to being all in on it because mm-hmm. I had that time of kind of like what am I doing like I'm supposed to get a real job in real life right? and then I just oh yeah I said, damn, fuck real life okay. and bailed. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah pretty much so um it's been it's been interesting uh, but nothing nothing I'd rather do
0: so what's the next big step for you like what are your what are your aim like so you want to win as many of these races in the Porsche yeah. Cup as possible what yeah. would be like in the next two years what would satisfy in terms of goals that you've reached on the motorsport side I think you know
1: obviously moving beyond the GT3 Cup mm-hmm.
0: um
1: that's maybe not as straightforward as it might look. You know, whether if that means maybe tying it with a manufacturer of some sort, mm-hmm. um, so whether it's Porsche or someone else, um, that's something that's interesting to me.
0: And what does that mean? You just become a driver under their under banner. their banner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so wherever they what races they, you they go would to.
1: decide what races you go to okay. and, and and what uh, direction you go, kind of. So you become under their their banner. That's that would be really cool.
0: Right. Is there um, a concern when you do that that they just sort of stockpile drivers like in the system and then don't actually give you sufficient opportunities to, to show to yourself go, to go drive?
1: For sure. I think that there may be you know, but usually I think from what I've seen, most times they don't keep too many pers- spares or reserves. Right. Or you're called in from you know an in- independent team. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be like a dream of mine to become like a factory driver yeah. of some sort. And we're like, you know. I'm personally very interested in what's happening in like the electric racing world. You right. Know, like I, I went to Formula E in Hong Kong in December. No way. Uh, I'd love to get on the grid in Formula E somehow. You know that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of manufacturers there. So it's again, they've got their drivers and, and it's very like, it's a very tough world to crack in. Like the politics of it are, are okay. very difficult. Right. But uh, you I mean, play well in
0: China, in Japan, you and know, you do, like, do good over yeah, there. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, it's uh, <laughs> It's it's part of the, like. For me, I think it's, it's, it's there's part of it where it's like, the harder it is, mm-hmm. it's almost like more appealing to be like, yeah, well, of course. well like, yeah, or like if someone tells me I can't do it, it's like, yeah, well, like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we'll find a way, right? So it's just, I think it's just that way at work. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if it's more difficult, then I'm probably more inclined to fight for it and right. find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'd like you know, to have. It helps. It's helped <laughs> And it's like, it helped me put together this Porsche ride, you know, it was a last minute deal came together, and I'm really thankful for the people, you know, like, uh, you know, there there was a couple of companies like Christensen Developments and Goldmark Diesel have been supporters of mine since I was a really young kid. Um but I've had support from all over the place from yeah. you know area twenty seven. There's a brewer brewery in Saskatchewan, <laughs> Rebellion Brewing Company. So I have yeah. a beer sponsor now, which nice. is awesome.
0: awesome. From um, after the
1: race. For after Joyful the race. It's yes.
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which I think is awesome. I hope we get to do some like cool promo stuff for them this year. Yeah. Um we've got a uh, Algae and uh and a mortgage company, Canadian mortgage experts out of Vancouver. So awesome. it's, it's been a rain. No stone unturned, right? You know, it's uh it's been awesome and there's hopefully we have some more partnerships that, mm-hmm. that turn out but uh i'm kind of at that point where it's like get in or get in or get out we're doing right. this and like right. i want to see how far we can take it
0: yeah talk, talk about the what was it called the road to 24 or the race, race to 24. 24 that didn't end up happening
1: yeah it was weird because it was kind of like all this hype mm-hmm. they were telling us like i had my i checked in for my flight to, to hold G- on so G- quick
0: backstory so yeah. people understand like tell, what was the, the, the backstory for a
1: race to 24 right. so it was a Contest: 24 drivers from around the world mm-hmm. were picked. We we're all going to go for this reality TV show that was all online mm-hmm. for Netflix and whatever. Then one of us was going to race at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which is one of the biggest races in the world. And I was one of the 24 picked.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I was like, okay. It was one, again, one of those online things, you enter, don't think about it, and all of a sudden you get an email. And then you're like, there's like, racing is like Hollywood. You're like, you, there's a lot of like crooked people for sure. So you're kind of always like, Guard up whenever anyone yeah. says you're like, oh, this is an amazing opportunity. And you're like, too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're always like, no way, no right. way, no chance.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So that was what it was initially. I was like, no, this doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And but then all of a sudden, like, you got flight details, flights booked. Like, and then on the day I was leaving, like, I checked into my flight. Like, it's happening. Like yeah. like, like the flights are paid. I've got it. Like, I'm like, it's real now. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually real. And uh, and then they just like the producers like called and they're like, hey, like, don't get on that flight. I'm like. <laughs> I'm get, if my name is Thon, I'm getting on that flight. Like okay. I've like I I don't know what's going on here, but I'm getting on that flight. Right. And then uh but sure enough, like all of a sudden like my my tickets were gone, like
0: oh, disappeared. Man. That's so and annoying. Then,
1: <laughs> and then uh and then the next day the producers are like, uh yeah, like the team's not responding to us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh we'll let you know, but we're supposed to come on the weekend now. I'm like okay but in my head I'm like something's up like right. not good and then we never heard again from anybody it like, just
0: fell out the bottom dis- like
1: out. disappeared completely nothing like no news so what
0: happened their sponsorship got dropped um, I, and like I, I watched the trailer was
1: something to do with money yeah. really if I'm honest like someone of money course. didn't come through somewhere mm-hmm. and they committed to a lot of stuff because it was going to be an insane program if it went through the Man, way I watched the, the trailer it,
0: did, it looked so cool it was
1: a cool and like where they were going to going to Switzerland to do training camp and then yeah. to Dubai and then to Japan and Portugal and I was like yeah. alright this is gonna be awesome either way <laughs> something
0: like that would be really big for the race world right like I to give so. that all access sort of like not campy reality TV but yeah. like, like real look at you know what happens how it all goes down yeah like training and, I think this and the is competition like, and that's part of what I'm
1: I guess trying to share I guess like I don't know if people actually like <clears> care <throat> about motorsports in the end and like but I'd rather talk to people who don't like yeah. I think you know I, like I mentioned, I relate more to the people who are just like, they're just stri- striving for whatever it is that they're doing. That's like, you know, that they're doing it on their own or they're fighting for it, whether it's in business, whether it's like artists, whether it's, you know, whoever, mm-hmm. um, athletes, you know, I-, I can relate to that stuff. So right. I think it's super cool. when I guess I meet people who are kind of doing something unique or different and they've found a way to make it work on their own. That's not the traditional sense. Cause I've, I've far in, in, you know, in Edmonton, I know my career is far from traditional, mm-hmm. but even in the racing world, like my career is definitely not like the guy who's like taking the path and no. was scouted by mm-hmm. McLaren at 12 years old. It's just, that's not my, it's right. not my reality, but I'm not complaining about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about, you know, motorsports, a big part of its budget and, and money and, and it's a tired story in the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, in the end, my situation is my situation. I'm going to try and get, make the most out of what we have. Right. For sure. If we had more money, if we have, you know hundred million dollar budget i could do a lot of things i could make sure that we're prepared to the very best right to do it whatever we're doing not the case but it's not something like i'm not going to change circumstances mm-hmm. i could do my best to make my odds better mm-hmm. but like complaining and, and sulking being like oh if it was like you know big thing motorsports it was better back in the day uh you know tobacco, oh, tobacco and money and, and everyone, visit, everyone everything, day, for and, it's everything. Like, and it's like it's like listening to like like if someone keeps telling you like oh it was you know like Led Zeppelin's the best music in the 70s or 80s or whatever and like you have to listen to that forever like that's motorsports Mm -hmm. and that like there's a tired narrative there for me where it's like I'd like to bring like a new story to the sport and like I think racing is still cool I think it's one of the few things where it's like you know we're actually risking a lot we're driving you know quarter million dollar missiles around the track and (laughs) like and and, and racing each other like going head to head it's not just like fussing mm-hmm. around and they're like it's like there's real risk there's real like we're really like putting a lot on the line here and, and people don't seem even know the backstory of it um or like i think that's that's something that i think a lot of people can re- relate to or at least like be interested in uh and i just don't think we're telling our story very well or not well enough yeah um so i want like part of my mission is like yeah i obviously want to like go as far as i can in notice forth but the other part of it is like I want to bring a, a attention and awareness to what we're doing.
0: Yeah. So, what do you plan to do to to raise that awareness? I mean, other than being successful from a right. non-traditional racing market, yeah. Like, do you ha- you know Is there anything that you've got in the works? Any big stunts, publicity, like I haven't, I haven't done any like stunts or anything like that yet. Or I thought don't mean about like it, jumping. I mean like promo- like PR. I stunts.
1: think. I think. I'd like to just do the better job of the storytelling side of it mm-hmm. um, you know I started a little bit um, the last little while I'm trying to kind of you this know is, social this, media is, platform, this, this is part this, of it this is a part of it 100% yeah. it's uh, you know I'm trying to use the tools we have now to, to like you know what can we do with this yeah. and and if one or two people get interested in my story you know every couple of days that's that's great that helps me and, me and, and maybe that snowballs um, I don't not a big fan of like pulling massive stunts or doing like something
0: like yeah. like cheesy in a way. But if it was cool, like I would definitely do it. Well, you could like hack it too. You could be like to raise awareness. You could be like win a day in the car was was Stefan, yeah, yeah, right? And yeah. then like take someone out for the day to teach them for how sure. to drive so I've, properly, I've had right? Some yeah, if, if a
1: week in my brain, there's like a thousand of those ideas that go mm-hmm. on. So it's kind of like I need time for them sometimes. Yeah, you need execution. <laughs> I and mean, it's like execution, yeah. right? So it's That's like. That's where that
0: intern's going to come Right,
1: exactly. So it's mm-hmm. going to do all that stuff
0: for Yeah. I, I, I guess you got to reach out to someone in a you, so Yeah, so get a little bit of help the college help? out there.
1: Um, I think just. Okanagan in Kelowna is probably closest shit okay we're gonna work on that yeah so it's a bit it's a bit so UBC Okanagan anyone over there <laughs> I, I don't think I have a big following from the UBC Okanagan not uh, yet yeah, not yet like
0: that's such a good spot for racing right like the summers are so beautiful yeah like, long summers. people like to go out and do things and like yeah it's great to be on the lake but yeah. like if you have like a, yeah, I remember being a kid, being like, if I could only,
1: if I only had a real job here and I could like live here, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and it's like, I'm still not you. have but a I'm real job, real, like, not a real job, but like I'm doing racing stuff. Yeah, and I'm looking at So for now, at least I am. So it's it's been good. Awesome. Um, so plans for for promotion. You know, more stuff like this, more mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Try to do a better job. You know, outreach. If I can collaborate with other people who are doing things, it's definitely interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just anything I can do to kind of help. You know someone might get interested in the story
0: yeah i think uh i think you're doing a pretty good job do we have any uh, any questions other... there okay here i got one for you yeah who's Our... your go-to character in mario kart toad toad yes <laughs> yes toad. <laughs> i don't know why
1: yeah because he's the, yeah, hey? the fast guy i don't yeah. know. I don't know if he's actually faster, but I figured he was.
0: I always thought so too, right? Like, Yeah, you got to think I was never out there. No. Exactly. <laughs> he's a bad guy. Um, what are some, do you get any like common misconceptions about your profession? Like, do people come with you with the same stupid question over and over? And if it's any question I've already asked you, uh, you feel, free, feel free to say that. <laughs> it's the fastest you've ever gone. Ever, I ever. <laughs> oh, I forgot that question. What is the fastest you've ever gone?
1: <laughs> well, they're on 300 kilometers an hour, but that is like, that is <laughs> that's a, the, that's the number one question where you're like because you know we you talk to any, anyone who's like in my sport it's like it's about it's like what you do in the corners right like that's yeah, what it's course. all about it's like yeah. how like pushing the car to limit in the corners yeah. straight away it's like it's anyone can like f- yeah ass. you're just sitting there like it's it's like where you relax you're like mm-hmm. chilling I and mean, you, you might be going 300 kilometers an hour but you're just chilling yeah uh, so that's the one that you get asked a lot or like do they think you make like a ton of money because you're driving like I'm like right. I was driving my dad's hand-me-down car until like <laughs> A few months ago so it was like oh, i am like a regular Jetta, just yeah. like and it's like this Jetta's was a good car it's a good car yeah. nothing wrong with it None like,
0: of the porsche brand no no <laughs> key. yeah it's been a family
1: yeah. <laughs> i've been a company man my whole life
0: yeah <laughs> what about like uh what about the fast and the furious movies do those just like drive you nuts or no or if if I'm, i like i've been really entertaining
1: you but can it's suspend just,
0: like, that disbelief long enough try like,
1: them. i have to be in the right zone if i'm like if i'm yeah if you're it's not serious obviously it's like you can ship keep shifting forever so it's like you know i mean (laughs) probably like i definitely have to be like
0: yeah a couple beers and it's like perfect (laughs) all right right. (laughs) what time we got Eight ten. okay last chance for questions uh is there any on your side uh no these guys are just liking it oh wait no i do have one this is a stupid question but it's fun brando thomas and so i gotta ask it is the need for speed a real thing is the Need for Speed?
1: It's a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. Okay, and yeah. if so, and which I it is. And I played Need for Speed
0: games when I was a kid. That was like my, my game. Those was a great were games. Like first which one games. was the best one? Number three? I, don't
1: know. I think it was number, Need for Speed 2 was the first game I played. Okay. And so I think that was like my... And then uh, Need for Speed Underground, I got really good at
0: that yeah, one. Yeah, that one was cool too. <laughs> Where you could mod the cars yeah. and stuff. It's so lame. And, uh, okay, and if so, how much is too much? How much speed is too much? Never, never, never too enough. Never enough. Okay, that was from Scott Dodds. <laughs> Scotty Scott's and Brando, I got your stupid questions. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Anyone else there? Uh, all right, we'll see. No. No, nope. no, nothing. Just uh, well, how would, you, how would you
1: say that people get involved with local racing, cool. uh, Northern Alberta Sports Car Club if you're into cars and, uh, or local track days, I think track junkies at Castrol Raceway and then go-karting is, Still, the, I think the Edmonton and District Kart Racing Association, EDKRA. Mm-hmm.
0: And that was where I got my start. Okay. So I got to shout out to the EDKRA. So you can just go down there and and like pay, pay a fee and you can race? Or? I think you have to have your own cart, But I, I'm
1: sure like the people, I would suggest if you're interested, just go out there and like they're the nicest people in the world because right. like, they want people to join.
0: Right. They're they'll the, help you, you get set the, up. the funnel, getting people. Yeah, in. yeah. So they'll they'll...
1: Make sure that you can mm. test the cart and get used to it. Those
0: are the people that need to step up their game for promotion of this sport, right? They yeah, need yeah, yeah, to bring yeah. people in the funnel. For sure, for sure. We're,
1: we're, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough, and it's um, but it's such a great, honestly, karting. Like especially at a grassroots level, it's such a great sport. Like as a family sport, especially mm-hmm. like it, you're learning a lot. Like you're 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 competing you're mm-hmm. working with like you know with your family initially like for me it was like with, that's your team yeah. so there's like there's all sorts of different things I think that's there's pretty there's cool that's wholesome yeah, yeah. It's, it's how
0: long are those races how long is the track and how many how many laps in go gardening? yeah uh, the tracks are about like one kilometer long okay and uh
1: races go between like 10 and 20 minutes so and then and you'll have like practice sessions and qualifying
0: right. and then your races so my question is say it's like a 1k track and say there's like what 10 laps maybe yeah. 20 laps how many how much would you beat me by do you think uh i think you would crush me by like would you lap me yeah multiple times really yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's primarily because i'm heavier right yes that's it the <laughs> that's way, the only reason you're heavier you real? Uh, I'm like 195 right yeah, now. Yeah, i 30 pounds. Is gonna okay. Get, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> but like all things considered, we've been pretty, pretty close. We're pretty close.
1: Like just a couple laps maybe.
0: <laughs> I remember racing like go-karts when you're younger and you just yeah. like think you're like, oh, I could do this for a career. Like, you yeah, yeah, know, like, yeah, I would love to race cars best. professionally, but yeah. then you're a kid and you're like just, you know, oh, what's next? You yeah. know? <laughs> I was the kid who I, I literally <clears throat> remember and
1: like there might be, they might watch this, but there was like girls in elementary oh, um, who yeah. would like miss missed could, out on you they totally missed out yeah i had like my picture of my car that i put in the desk every day and i put it out and like, i taped it to my desk every day and like because <laughs> they wouldn't like leave it out that i would like have to take it down every day oh. so i'd like retape carefully it carefully and day. peel yeah. the tape like a, like a poster of like you still poo- have that me. car that poster i think it was a porsche actually right. <laughs> yeah right. so part of me when i signed with the porsche team this year was like you know the kid me was just like i'm just like laughing inside like i'm racing porsches like for real yeah like that's crazy so it's been a lot of fun it's Mm -hmm. been really cool and and I'm lucky to
0: honestly I'm super lucky to do it and mm-hmm. I hope that I don't you know, I, I wouldn't say lucky, man. Like honestly, it's, like you, you create your own work. destiny, right? Like and you busted your ass and you stuck with it. So like yeah. that's the important thing. And i and I just feel like I'm not even close to where I want to be yet, right? So what's the pinnacle for you? Like what's what would be the the top accomplishment you think you could ever get to? Uh winning a world
1: championship. You yeah. know, win in whatever car it is, I think FIA is like the world sanctioning body for motorsports. Mm-hmm. They set the world championships for the year. So right now it's like World Rally Cross Formula One, mm-hmm. Formula E, um, World Endurance Championship. So there's like four or five different options. Okay. And I think, you know, Formula E, World Endurance Championship, Formula One. If, if I could somehow, you know, right. find a way into that world. Yeah. You know, everyone was kind of like, kids Kids are getting in there at 18, 19 years old now. So they think 25 is washed up. But you never yeah, know. Maybe at, maybe, at, maybe at 30, I'm the guy who makes his Formula One debut. I don't know. You
0: got the experience, man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You're, uh, but, uh, yeah. Honestly,
1: though no, Generally, like competing for a world championship is like, is that would be the dream of mine for sure for sure like lining up with the canadian flag coming from edmonton and just be like you know i i grew up in the north side of edmonton and and like showing up on a grid racing for world championship that's the
0: coolest thing that'd be badass are there are there any really successful like worldwide um canadian racers or have there been in the past like who have been the best in the world
1: yeah yeah so like i guess jacques villeneuve was our our only canadian formula one world champion Mm -hmm. um how long ago did he win he won in 1997 so um, one, yeah, it's a been a while ago. Twenty, twenty-one years now. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad Gilles Villeneuve was like, a, was like an icon, a Canadian icon. He, he kind of, you know, he paved the way for Canadian motorsports, and probably a lot of people in love with the sport because they just loved Gilles because he was so, like, charismatic and chaotic on the racetrack. Like, if right. you watch Gilles other videos; it's just he's, he's a madman yeah. on the track. Um, we had a lot of other good drivers that probably didn't have the opportunity. Greg Moore was potentially a world champion that passed away too soon. Mm-hmm. Got some great guys in IndyCar now with James Hinchcliffe, um, Robert Wickens. Um, you know, honestly, I think some of the guys I compete with in uh, the Porsche GT3 Cup are some of the top guys that are that don't get the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's my one buddy Scott Hargrove out of Vancouver. He's a young Canadian talent who's uh, racing in, in a different sports car series called the Pirelli Real Challenge with Porsche as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent in Canadian motorsports that's just. It's frustrating that that we all kind of get stuck, or there's a point where where it feels like we don't progress. So you know, props to the, the people who kind of get behind the drivers to help take that next level. It's it's not not an
0: easy feat, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know it's super cool super cool we have a
1: canadian driver f1 line stroll okay uh, so you know there's, there's some canadian
0: talent out there good just waiting for you to come and blow them all away right exactly all right buddy stefan thanks for joining me appreciate it thanks so much man yeah good luck uh Cheers. in the rest of the season what do you say you say good luck or like break a leg or <laughs> good luck Race. well
1: hopefully we don't need it right we just luck. go
0: we got we got to cover it all right tune it <laughs> out thanks guys appreciate right. it thank you uh-huh. see you podcast thanks for listening Once again, guys, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Also, forgot to mention in the intro, make sure you follow Stefan on Instagram at rzadracing. Rzadracing. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.